Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special edition of Employment Matters, brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm your host, Tara Stingley, a partner with Klein Williams in Omaha, Nebraska. Here in Employment Matters, we bring you updates from around the world as we dial in our local ELA lawyers. These good folks practice on the ground in jurisdictions around the globe, working daily to help their clients move through these difficult times. Today, we're chatting with one of our members in Hawaii. Joining us today on the program is Anna Alento sneed attorney and president of ESNA in Honolulu. And today, Anna is going to share with us an update on technology and the future of human resources. Anna, welcome to the program. How are you? I'm doing good. We're glad to have you here. So we are now well past the one-year mark of the COVID-19 pandemic. We've certainly learned a lot of lessons in that time, particularly about effective employees and workplaces. Is there a new workplace emerging out of the pandemic? I think there is what everybody's referring to as the new normal. I've had discussions with my clients, you know, and we talk about the fact that pandemics are probably here to stay. I mean, we can see that one COVID-19 variant and now everyone's talking about different variants you know, popping up. It's, it's a never ending cycle of illness and disease. And I think what they're beginning to realize in the HR community is that the government is not going to have answers. As we watched this past year, the government response at both the federal level, the state level, and even internationally has been pretty slow and fractured because it was a new situation and they didn't know what to do. And, you know, Governments move slowly. And the the need was to look at safety and health issues, which employers we knew in the back of our minds, but we didn't deal with on a regular basis. So everybody was scrambling, you know, trying to figure out what to do. And the one thing they settled on was remote work, not working in a physical space with all of your coworkers. And that's, I think, what the new normal was. And it required a huge pivot for HR because when you think of HR, you think of people in one space. You don't think of them as disembodied voices across communication lines. So it's very different for HR. Now, remote work is not an entirely new concept. Many employers have dealt with some aspect of remote work prior to 2020, but the pandemic definitely forced employers to adopt remote work on a significantly broader scale through restrictions on travel and stay-at-home orders. So how, in your perspective, has remote work really changed the workplace? I think the first thing they were confronted with, particularly, and I saw it here you know, in Hawaii, is the fact that they weren't ready in terms of software, equipment, to take their entire workforces and send them home. And so there was an immediate scramble how to gear up, you know, how to make sure that people had connectivity. So all of that, you know, I don't know what you want to call infrastructure to be able to continue working. I think after that, what happened is the realization that the procedures that you normally use in HR, like hiring, timekeeping, training, couldn't be done in their normal fashion. You had to figure out how to use the technology to do that. The fact that you'd have to video conference or use telephone to interview somebody for work if you needed someone. 
timekeeping was a huge problem. Trying to figure out how to monitor people to make sure they didn't work excessive overtime, particularly when the companies in those areas where their revenue dropped, how could you control that where people who needed money, you know, and managing the overtime, that became an issue. And just all kinds of things, all the way down to performance management, I think became very difficult because people were no longer in the same physical space. But, you know, HR adapts, they started to use more gig workers, which was helpful. But now what I've seen them trying to struggle with is as states realize that they have people working in their state where the companies are in another state. We've seen this wave of states starting to say, if your body is in our state, you're subject to our employment law. So a lot of the attorneys now are getting questions about how do I register an employee in a different state? You know, and it's just bringing up issues that HR has never thought about before. What does it mean to be doing business in another area? Is it just simply one employee? And another host of issues. I think that's really challenging for them. Now, both you and I specialize in employment law and work with human resource management in our law practices. From your perspective, how have these changes really impacted human resource management? I think it's made them scramble. The clients that I'm working with are actually doing wholesale restructuring of their HR departments. They actually have to learn to use the technology more themselves. So they have to understand, for example, how does electronic timekeeping really work? And can we do it by letting them log in whenever they want? And then trying to teach that to some workers who you know, there are some places where they're still on written timesheets or literally clocking in and out, but now they have to log in and you have to long distance train people on how to do their timesheets using their laptops, you know, and so that becomes a challenge. I think the other thing is they have to rethink the whole processing of things as like hiring, performance evaluations, training. I know that a lot of the HR managers were taking lessons on how to do video conference, video training, and how to use, you know, the various companies so that they could do the work that they needed. It could be interactive. And that's a whole nother skill set, you know, that they've never had to use before. So it's just for them not just the challenge of making sure everybody's working, but they have to learn how to work themselves in an electronic environment. You know, so it's double work. So there's been a lot of commentary, a lot of discussion about the digital workplace. And I've heard it referred to as the rise of the hoodie and bunny slipper class of whether that really (laughs) is going to go away. Um, But in hindsight is 2020, having no affiliation with the year 2020 itself, but what has worked well What lessons have we learned of things that we could never have dreamed of that worked effectively, but it turns out we did okay with them? I have some clients that instead of looking at everything in the negative, looked at all the positives. They looked at, for example, was it possible to get the work done and trust your employees to get the job done, regardless of what time of day they were doing it? 
And the answer came back for some of them, yes. And I actually have clients that have been making conscious decisions to stay remote because of the cost savings from, you know, not having to have a large physical space for everybody to be in. They can reduce their brick and mortar footprint and let everybody go in and out with a lot more flexibility and a lot more savings, at least in terms of rent, you know, and mortgage and some of those things, parking. And they find as long as they can figure out how to motivate the people, you know, through, you know, frequent contact, that people seem to be happier in terms of the work-life balance, which is going to be really interesting to see how many companies will adapt. I can see companies that are either fully remote or some kind of constant rotation schedule. You know, it's going to change the way businesses operate, I think. Now, you mentioned the the new normal earlier in our discussion, and folks have been talking about the return to normal, whatever that may look like. Are there any other aspects of what we've experienced during the pandemic that will remain? And certainly is the digital workplace here to remain? Yeah, I think it is. I think the pandemic has shown what's possible and what the risks are going forward. I think it accelerated the move towards more use of technology. I think people recognize if pandemics or other emergencies don't go away, your fallback is going to be technology. And it's accelerated the use of it. Now people know how to Zoom, do video conferencing, you know, do electronic timekeeping, whatever they need to do. And so they are beginning to shift their concept of the workplace, I think, you know, and how to train employees to work in this new normal. So the competencies include not just the knowledge and experience in the substantive work that your company does, but also in the competencies in how to use the technology and the communication tools to get the job done. I think it changes the way we communicate. I have clients that realize it's much more efficient, cost-effective to simply a video conference than have to fly everybody in, and they can take that money that they used to pay for airfare for everyone and apply it to something else. So there's a whole restructuring of budgets and the way the organization works. I think they also have realized that the best way to work in the new normal is to get more cooperation internally, but also externally, because there's some infrastructure needs like the more broadband, you know, other types of things that companies have to work with their competitors in different industries or in their states or whatever to get things accomplished so that the, the remote work and the new normal can continue to develop. And so I'm seeing a lot of companies work more with their competitors on solutions that will help all of them. And I think the corporate cultures are changing. We were talking, in fact, I was just looking at some materials where one of my clients was doing a restructure. They're trying to refocus people, not on how they do things, but why they do things, you know, and the purpose of the company and the mission of the company because it's that dedication to a vision and a purpose that's keeping the people together, not that they physically meet in a particular place. So it's a whole different way of analyzing what it means to be part of a corporate community or a company. And I think 
all of that, you know, means for HR, that they actually have to teach people all of this. HR has to have knowledge of technology so that they can help the employees because after all, training and development is with sits in HR a lot of the times. They have to understand people. I think one of the things we realized is that when you work remotely, some people don't do well working by themselves. And so how do you keep everybody motivated and the performance management up? And they have to be you know, more so now because the compliance stuff changes. They're going to, government is eventually going to change all the regulations to take account of the fact that we now remotely work. I think that's one of the reasons why they're looking at some universal independent contractor test. And there'll be lots of other things like that. And that means HR has to go back to keeping track of what happens, you know, out in the government and all the compliance requirements. And that also means they're going to have to spend a lot more time on strategic thinking because where their company goes and the hurdles, whether it's compliance, technology, or just people issues are going to be constantly changing. So they're always going to have to be forward-looking and strategic in the way they approach HR. So it's a challenging time for HR. Exciting. I keep telling them, you will have lifetime employment. You will be the last ones (laughs) around to turn off the lights if something goes wrong, but always there when the company keeps evolving. Definitely a a lot of job security and human resources. Lots of job security. Well, a lot of lessons have been learned in the last year, and we'll continue to learn and evolve as, as things change and go forward. Anna, thank you so much for being on the program today. This has been a great discussion. Thank you. If you'd like to connect with Anna or any of our lawyers around the world, please search for them on the ELA website at ela.law. Just go to the big Find a Lawyer widget in the center of the page, where you can also sign up to receive invitations to our upcoming webinars, download white papers, get on-demand content from our online library, or access the ELA's exclusive Global Employer Handbook. You've been listening to Employment Matters, a podcast brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm Tara Stingley. Thanks so much for listening.